We pray, Lord God, for strength, Lord, for our African-American community, God. We pray, Lord, that you may give us peace, that you may give them hope, that they may not feel, God, alone, Lord, in this troublesome time, God. So we ask you, Lord, that the church may rise, that we may rise to the honor of your name, Lord. I pray, Lord, now for your word we're going to share. Will you speak to us? Will you challenge us, God? Will you inspire us, God? That we may leave this place, Lord, understanding that you have a bigger and a greater plan for us, God. I need your strength. I depend on you, God. Use me for your glory. And I promise I will give it all to you, God. In your name we pray. Somebody say amen. We've been in quarantine now for three months. And due to COVID-19, we've been forced to have no social gatherings that would exceed more than 10 people at a time. And if you know my family alone, you know that's a problem. A curfew was set in place that at X amount of time, at a certain time of the day, we had to be in our homes. And so these past 90 days has altered our way of living. Many people, as a result of COVID-19 and this global pandemic, have experienced furlough, leave of absence from their jobs, consequently affecting them financially. Others literally lost their jobs. As a result of this pandemic, unemployment is at its highest ever, at its highest. Due to coronavirus, the Dow, the Dow plunged Wall Street, 2,997 points it dropped, making it the lowest drops and declines since 1987. And I think that all of these things are just worthy to be worried. But one of the worst experiences that we've experienced these past 90 days or three months has been the loss of thousands of people that died due to this virus. And so consequently, we've come to this conclusion. Life as we know it will never be the same. Matter of fact, moving forward, the next time you go to a restaurant, your approach is different. When you go shopping at a store, your approach is different. When you're going on a drive-thru, I mean, it's, it's, life has been altered these past three months. Forcing us to do something that we as a church were created to do. Psalms 133, how good and pleasant it is for us to come together in unity. Can't do that. The Bible tells us to give each other a spiritual, a, osculo santo, a spiritual hug in the Lord. Can't do that. The world has been forced to change. But in the midst of all of these things, the church must keep going. Can I get a good amen? We've had, we've been forced to adjust, to keep going. One of the things we had to adjust three months ago was from being an on-site church to being an online church. I've never done online church in my life. I've always discouraged it. I ain't doing an online service because then people don't want to come to church because they want to watch it online. No, come to church. Guess what? These past three months, 
I was the first cheerleader for online service. Having no building to worship, we had to use Pastor Agustin Lopez Church, Mission La Cosecha, and there we had to transmit from his facilities. We were walking through uncharted territory, which is what I call, we were walking through our wilderness in the middle of quarantine. And we were forced to adjust to the crisis, but never stopped being the church. And, and I want to let you know this, that your circumstances cannot alter your position as the church of Jesus Christ. And so the question is, now that we're back, what's going to happen? Now that we're back, it's been three months, 90 days, now that we're back, we have to be a bit different in our structure, but we have to be the same in spirit. When I come to church, I cannot allow the, what's happening in the world to limit my praise. When I come to church now, I can't allow what's happening in the world to keep my mouth quiet. I don't want to speak too loud because germs fly at 2.7 miles per second. The devil is a liar. Put on your mask and praise the Lord. Listen to me, church. We have to do things different, but the church cannot change. And this reminds me to... This reminds me of the people of Israel who were in quarantine. We were in quarantine for three months. The people of Israel, they were in quarantine for 400 years. They were enslaved to an Egyptian government. For 400 years, they were, they were in quarantine. They couldn't go out. They had curfew. They couldn't do whatever they wanted because an authority said, you serve and you work for me. And this Jewish nation, in the middle of their quarantine, when God decides to let them out of their quarantine, the people of Israel were constant in doing three things. From the moment they left Egypt, throughout the 40 years in the wilderness, to the moment they went to the promised land. There were three things that were non-negotiable. And so if you want to know the theme of this sermon is WWW, and it ain't a website. It's WWW. We as a church, God has taken us out of our quarantine, and now we're back in our journey, in our wilderness, until we get to the promised land. And just like the people of Israel, there are going to be three things that we're not going to negotiate in this journey. There's some things we have to put aside. There's some things we can't do now. There's some things we can't hug you no more and no more sores and no more this. And no, but there are three things that we're not going to negotiate. And they were constant in these three things in their quarantine period. Number one, one thing they did not change was that they worshipped in their journey. They worshipped after the quarantine. Look what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 8 verse 1. This is why, this is why God told Moses to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Here's the reason. He says, then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord says. Let my people go. For what purpose? So that they may worship me. God took them out of bondage. To get worship out of them. God took them out of slavery. God took them out of their quarantine. To put them in a position to worship God. The bondage was released for worship. So now that you're back in the flow of things. 
Now that you're no longer stuck in your house, now that you no longer have to look at your wife and your two kids for the past next 30 days, the question is what's going to come out of your lips? What are you going to do moving forward? Like the people of Israel, we've got to give God worship because he is the one that made us come out in Victory Church. New birth. We are going to worship God like never before. Can I get a good amen? But this worship is going to be a comprehensive worship. And when I say comprehensive, I mean a holistic worship. We're not just going to worship you, Lord, I want No, there's more than that. It's a comprehensive worship. We're going to worship with our praise because that's, that's biblical and it's due to his name. The Bible says in Psalms 34, 1, it says, I will bless the Lord at all time and his praises shall continuously be in my mouth. And Psalms 150, verse 6 says, let everyone who has breath, come on, finish it. Praise the Lord. So as a church, we will worship in praise. When we come to church every Sunday, the first thing we're going to give God is praise. And the last thing we're going to give God is praise. And out of these lips, no matter what we go through, no matter what happens in our lives, we can't stop praising the Lord. So we will praise, worship and praise. Second way we will worship is we will worship in thanksgiving. Psalm 69, 30 says, I will praise God's name in song and I will glorify him in thanksgiving. And when I'm talking about, when I spent, when, I, when, when you see thanksgiving there, I'm referring to working, to working, to doing, to being active, to getting involved. Though so we have to worship in our praise, we have to worship in our thanksgiving, but we will also worship with our resource and with our giving. Can somebody say amen? These are the four, the three, these are the people of Israel. This is what they did. The moment they came out of their quarantine, the moment they came out of their 40 years of bondage, this is what, look at what happens. Bear in mind, bear in mind, they were slaves for 400 years. Bear in mind that everything that they had did not belong to them. And look at what happens in the middle of the wilderness. Exodus 36, verse 3 through 5, it says, And they received from Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of making the sanctuary. They were building God a tabernacle in the wilderness. So they continued bringing to him free will offerings every morning. Then all the craftsmen who were doing all of the work of the sanctuary came, each from their work, from the work he was doing. And they spoke to Moses, check this out. And the people, they spoke to Moses saying, the people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord has commanded us to do. The people of Israel were so grateful and wanting to worship God bigger, greater, and stronger that being broke in the wilderness, they gave so much to Moses to build a temple in the middle of the wilderness. I'm talking about a comprehensive worship. I'm going to worship him with my praise. I'm going to worship him with thanksgiving. But I'm going to worship him with my resources. And the other one we're going to do is we're going to worship him with our lives. Paul says in Romans chapter 12 verse 1. I beseech you brethren by the mercies of God. Listen to me. That you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable, 
and pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. So when we say we're going to worship God, this is what we're saying. I'm going to worship God with praise. I'm going to worship God with thanksgiving. I'm going to worship God with my resources. I'm going to worship God with my life. Because if it wasn't for God, I'll be still grinding wheat. If it wasn't for God, I'll still be in Egypt a slave. If it wasn't for God, I'll still be jacked up. If it wasn't for God, I'll still be a mess. And since he made a way, here's what I'm going to do. I will worship the Lord. Non-negotiable they did those 40 years in the wilderness, they worshiped. Now, the second thing they did, they received the word. Exodus 19.3, look what it says. Then Moses went up to God and the Lord called him out from the mountain and said, this is what you're about to say. This is the word. To the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel, you yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you fully obey, because it's not just hearing the word, it's obeying the word. If you fully obey me and keep my covenant, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. Although the world, the whole world, the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. There are the words of you are to speak these are the words you are to speak to the Israelites so Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and said before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak the people all responded together so they heard word they obeyed word and they responded to word and they responded together we will do everything the Lord has said so Moses brought their answer back to the Lord and the Lord said to Moses I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord what the people had said and the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today for and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day because on that third day the Lord will come down on the Mount of Sinai in the sight of all the people. So we're going to worship. We're going to receive a word and we're going to let that word minister to us. We're going to respond to that word. We're going to let that word change us so that our lives may be changed forevermore. And what was the word that God gave? Read the next chapter, chapter 20. That's when God gives Israel of the Jewish nation, the Ten Commandments, gave them instruction how to live life until they made it to the promised land. So here's the first thing they did. They worshiped. Number two, they received the word. And number three, they walked. They walked. Because Christianity is not about sitting down. Christianity is about walking for 40 years, church. Listen, the journey from the wilderness to the promised land, I've been there three, four times. The journey from the wilderness to the promised land took two weeks at most walking. It took them 40 years walking. And they were walking and walking and walking. And look what Joshua says in Joshua chapter 5 verse 4 says, Now this is why he did so. All those who came out of Egypt... All the men of military age died in the wilderness on the way after leaving Egypt. 
all the people that came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness during the journey of Egypt had not. The Israelites had moved about in the wilderness 40 years unto all the men who were in the military of military age went age when they left Egypt had died since they had not obeyed the Lord for the Lord had sworn to them that they would not see the land he had solemnly promised their ancestors to give us a land flowing with milk and with honey so he raised up their sons in their place and these were the ones Joshua circumcised they were still uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised along the way and after the whole nation had been circumcised they remained where they were in the camp until they were all healed. Now listen, I want you to see the transition. They worshiped. They got a word. And they walked in the word they received. As a church, we have to worship. As a church, God's going to give us a word. And as a church, we must respond to that word. And as you respond to the word and you walk out the word God gives you, the Bible says that things began to change in their lives. Remember, when they walk out of Egypt to the wilderness, they were walking with fear. They were walking like slaves. Oh my God, Moses, Pharaoh's behind us and the sea's in front of us. What's going to happen? They're going to kill us. When they were walking out of Egypt, they walked out in fear. But when they were walking to the promised land, they were walking on ready to fight, ready to conquer. They walked until the slave-like mentality died in their lives. They walked until they no longer saw themselves as inferior people but superior. They walked out of there to conquer. They walked out of there to fight. They walked out of there. The Bible says that Joshua had to circumcise. Now what does circumcision mean? Circumcision means they had to cut the flesh. They had to cut the flesh. Listen to me, church. We will walk towards victory the moment we start cutting the flesh in our lives. That's why walking in the spirit and walking in the word and walking in worship, hallelujah, the moment, the moment you apply the word of God in your life and every step you take is a step towards your transformation, God is going to start cutting things in your life so that you can become a candidate to change your world for Jesus. So as I close, new birth, there are going to be three things we're never going to negotiate in this church. Three things. We're not going to negotiate worship, we're not going to negotiate word, and we're not going to negotiate walk. We're going to do this all the way till we get to our promised land. And so due to safety reasons, we will put some things on hold for now. No more coffee, so don't get, don't get mad and backslide, leave the church. You're going to be all right. No more coffee, we can't serve coffee. We're not going to have the source no more. We're not going to pass all free buckets anymore. We can. We want to protect you so that you don't get exposed to anything. No physical display of affection. Something we, we, this is in our DNA. No longer congregating before or after services. No more hanging out in the lobby. No more, none of that. No more uh, until, until it's open again. We cannot have a, a ministry for our children's church unless we do it online. And all of these things will change. But we're not going to change. Every time you come to church on a Sunday, here's what I can promise you you're going to always get. You're going to get worship. You're going to get a word. 
and you're going to walk out of here with something to do. So we will not stop worshiping, church. We will always leave with a word from the Lord. But then you have to take that word and work it and walk it in your daily walk. You have to walk in leading people to Christ, but also you have to walk in your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But we also, listen, you have to walk in hope groups. If you're part of New Birth and you're not in a hope group, you need to walk your way in. You need to find a hope group and make it in. Walk your way in a hope group. We're going to continue to walk in our efforts to change and bless our community through our homeless ministry and pantry ministry, which we had to put pantry ministry on hold because 90% of the volunteers that work pantry were 65 and over. We wanted to keep their health safe. But we're back. And we're going to continue this again to the glory of God. So let's do like the people of Israel. They were in quarantine a long time. And when they came out, they did a lot of things those 40 years. But these three things were they always worshipped. They always got a word. And they were always walking. May we do that as a church. May, may our steps be a demonstration of the word God gives us through a life of worship. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you may understand that God is calling us to live life in this generation under these circumstances because he believes in you and he believes in you and he believes in us as a church. So Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. Lord, help us to be the church. Help us to be the best version of the church. Help us, Lord God, to understand, God, that although we might be experiencing some limitations and social distancing, God, but that cannot be an excuse for us not to shine your light in a dark world, God. So would you bless us? Would you encourage us? In your name we pray. And everybody says.